Coming to you from Las Vegas, this is the Bar Stars Happy Hour, a show for bar people by bar people. We'll get to know different bar stars from around the globe and serve up tips, tricks, and the untold tales of the industry. So whether you sling drinks in a bar or just enjoy a round or two, join us for happy hour, because this pod's for you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Bar Stars Happy Hour. My name is Tom, and I'm flying solo again this week, but it's okay. Jackie's working her ass off, and I miss her. But I have some really, really good company this week. As you might have heard or found out or saw on social media, I accepted a new position as bar manager, bartender for this amazing new place called Sticks Tavern. And I am actually on location today inside Sticks Tavern with co-owner Jordan Camacho, Jordan C.A. Macho, as he likes to say. <laughs> Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Thank you, one, for giving me a job. Two, um welcome thanks man thanks i'm doing good i uh honestly really fortunate that uh we found you because it has been uh pretty amazing working with you so far thanks um i think it the timing couldn't have been better for both of us uh, and i'm really really looking forward to making something really successful um for people that may not know you out there give us a little bit of your story where you come from, how you got into bar and restaurant, and I know you've done real estate, and we'll kind of get into that as well. So give us a little bit of your story. Yeah, so I'm Nevada, born and raised, grew up, uh, born in Reno, grew up in northern Nevada and up in Elko, um, Basque community, and that's uh, that was kind of how I really started to get into food, because Basque food is just incredible. And then when I was 18, went to uh, Basque territory up at San Sebastian, Spain, hung out there for about 10 days, and uh, really loved it, came back over here, and uh Got into culinary school over at Le Cordon Bleu and uh, kind of, you know, uh, got my first chance working for uh, at at Sterling Club over for Charlie Palmer. And then after that, I went over to uh, Bouchon uh, with Thomas Keller. <clears throat> and that was really cool. Learned a lot. Relearned everything that I uh, thought I learned in culinary school, but learned how to do it, you know, the restaurant way, the right way. The right way, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Spent some time up in Seattle and up in Canada. Uh, that was that was great, and got into came back here, got into real estate for a little bit, and that was wildly different, but you know, in a good way <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and then uh, at during the pandemic, well, before the pandemic, we uh, we were working on opening something, and that you know pandemic hit, so everything fell apart, and then we got this opportunity to do sticks, and it's been it's been a lot of hard work, but it's paying off so far. You know, one week in, and I think we're doing pretty decent yeah i was gonna say i mean this is kind of the the one week we did a friends and family and then we kind of soft open to the public super soft (laughs) yeah super soft and we're right across the street from the henderson silver knights uh hockey practice arena and we didn't really know that when we soft opened that there was a tournament going on across the street yeah well we were told all tournaments were done (laughs) right so needless to say we got rocked and you know, we did all right, but we weren't necessarily 100% ready. But Hey, we, we uh, made it through the end of the nights. Yeah, you, li- <laughs> you live and learn. But anybody that's open a restaurant or bar knows. I mean, you can only train so much until it's actually live. And right. when it's live, you say, holy shit, maybe we need a little bit more training. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, cheers to the first week, man. I think this is something that's going to be really, really cool. And I think feedback has been 
amazing. So you mentioned to be frank, and it wasn't a brick and mortar place. However, it was kind of a ghost kitchen, but kind of took off. Had a little bit of a big time following. Yeah, tell so us a little bit about that. The followers we had were super dedicated for sure. Uh, so we, Trevor and I, our chef here at Sticks, um, we were you know in the middle of the pandemic. We he got you know he was over at Libertine Social. And everyone got laid off, obviously, from all everywhere. And so we were talking. We were just trying to figure out what to do. We had a we had a concept that we were actually doing on Water Street prior to the pandemic, and then pandemic happened, and that fell through. So we got kind of bored. We're you know, so we were figuring out like, okay, we we knew sticks was coming, but there was the months in between where we were waiting to get that off the ground. So we just thought, you know what, we need to do something else, kind of you know, get out there, get get some you know, get, get our food out there. So we did uh to be Frank downtown out of every grain, uh, which is owned and operated by Jenny Wong and Sheridan Sue, uh, really amazing people that I've known for a few years. And they gave us this opportunity to use their kitchen cause they close, uh, at like three 30, in the afternoon. So they, so their kitchen was, was dark at night. So we thought, Oh man, this would be a great opportunity to get in there. So we did to be Frank, which we specialized in hot dogs and sausages. And, uh, which by the way, I've had one of these and I don't even think it was a real hot dog. We were just working like 10 hours and all of a sudden there was this hot dog just going on the back flat top and it was incredible. I didn't even have anything on it. Right. Yeah. Bun, no bun was awesome. Those dog was awesome. Those dogs themselves are pretty amazing. And the buns, uh, the buns are, we've had so much positive feedback on those buns. So we did this, uh, for about <clears throat> three and a half months downtown out of Evergreen as a ghost kitchen. And we, you know, got a lot of positive feedback, started developing a following. And, you know, funny enough, one of the things that we got known for was our potato salad down there, which uh, <laughs> kind of like mash up between like home fries and potatoes and potato salad so that we fry the potatoes and then dress them. And that took off. Yeah. That, that spread. So that was really good. Because people think potato salad, they think cold. Exactly. Exactly. They think I need cold, chunky potato salad. It's, it's kind of all the same. It's not all created equal. But it's kind of all the same. But even the ones here at Sticks, yeah. I've had it and it's warm. Well, it's the same one. Yeah, and it's so good. And I was kind of skeptical, and I had it. And I was like, "Holy shit, that's good. That's really good." Yeah, no, the feedback we got off that was so good. It was just like Trevor and I were like, "This is going on every menu we ever do going forward." <laughs> For sure. <laughs> so Absolutely. we were we were doing that. We were using uh, Newski's hot dogs out of Wisconsin, and then uh, some sausages. We had a Basque chorizo sausage that was really good. We had an Isan sausage, which is a Thai sausage that's fermented. And then we were doing um, some Greek stuff as well. And we just got, you know, everyone was loving it. All, all positive feedback. It was crazy, though, because we started in October. And when we opened it, we were at 50% capacity. And every grain seats 28. So we could have 14 people. And at the time, that 14 included staff. Because we were ghost kitchen, but then it was people just wanted to eat. So we're like, uh, to dine in. So I was like, okay, right. let's do that. So we were capped at five for a while. And it didn't pick up to 50% until just before we had to shut it down to focus on sticks. Now, it's going to be coming back as a ghost kitchen, hopefully right around the beginning of next month uh, as we get the you know kinks worked out of sticks. Uh, so there's that to look forward to. We actually, tonight, this evening, we had a couple guests in that were big fans of To Be Frank, and they came in and just loved everything. They were so excited nice. that, that To Be Frank was coming back, and they came here had some of the sticks food and we're just super, super happy. That's awesome. I know our our food is really good. P.S. You get out of here to Sticks Tavern, our food is 
really, really good. Yeah, Trevor rocks that kitchen hard. Um, well, Trevor's going to be on the show for sure. We're definitely going to get him on. Um, I know the ghost kitchen thing is kind of a new concept and to me. I don't know if it's a new concept in general, but um, that's different because a lot of people feel, I don't know, competition or intimidated by someone using their kitchen, but it's not their mm-hmm. restaurant. And did you have to like pay rent for that? Did you, I mean, I don't know exactly how ghost kitchens work. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. We did. No, they were, <clears throat> you know, the, at Evergreen, uh, their, their food is spectacular. Sheridan is a two time James Beard nominated chef. So nice. like there's Damn. no intimidating that guy. He is, he is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but they, you know, they were friends and they just let us use the space. And, uh, it was, it was, um, uh, a big learning curve there because it was how how do we basically kind of break down one restaurant and open another in the same day you know right. every day every day that we went in we had to you know move stuff and reset up like everything right so it was it was different but we got a lot of feedback on the smart you know how smart it was especially at that time during the pandemic to be sharing a space sure um, it was kind of funny though, because you'd, you'd walk into every grain and there'd be, you know, the, the rice bowls and everything, the pictures on the windows or on the walls, <clears throat> but we were slinging hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So there was, there was times when there was a little confusion, but you know, I mean, people still came, they, you know, they just looked past that and gave us a shot and you know, it was, uh, it was a really cool opportunity. That's so cool, man. I think the idea I think there is to basically just promote culinary yeah you know promote food and and chefs and and what people can create i think i think that's really really cool how did you go well you went from culinary to real estate and then now back to culinary bar and restaurant yeah so you know did culinary for a while and then um which by the way i think Half the bartender friends I know are real estate agents. Oh, let's yeah. throw it out there. Everybody's real estate. Oh, when when crazy. times are good, everyone gets their license. <laughs> when I got in, it was 2010, so it was like the very bottom of the market, right. you know. And uh, but <clears throat> the way uh, one of my my partner slash mom Robin was was marketing herself, she thrived during the recession hard. So that was when I got in because she had a. Uh, some really cool algorithms going on um, on the internet for basically finding the best deal. It was called top 10 real estate values. And it basically ranked, it had a, I think something like 84 different uh, factors that went into ranking what made a nice. valuable property when it came in terms to price taxes, uh, valuation, all that. So nice. that was, <clears throat> that was really cool. We did, we did really well during the, the, the recession. And then afterwards, you know, I, we opened up a brokerage. We had Neighborhood Realty, which had at one point, I think, about 40 agents. And we were in the top uh, Damn. top 60 brokerages in the Valley. <clears throat> so that was really cool. But I always missed cooking, you know, and I missed that whole the the restaurant aspect that that, you know, the feeling, the adrenaline, the excitement, the camaraderie. Not that you don't sure. get excitement in real estate, but it's kitchen specific, you know, it's it's more intense. And I missed that. So it was like kind of wanted to just kind of work my way back in there. And then we started, you know, Trevor, I got, I finally got Trevor to move down to Vegas from uh, Washington. And, and then that's when it was like, all right, we got to go ahead and we got to do this. Yeah. And I mean, I was going to ask you like, why bar and restaurant? Like what is, what is the vision of this sticks tavern? I mean, I can tell you from 
you know, the little amount of time that I've been here, it's local neighborhood sports bar. Yeah, for with sure. With great food. But it's family friendly. I mean, we're no smoking, which I think a lot of bars in Vegas kind of rely on the gambling, the drinking, the smoking. Well, we have the gambling and the drinking. We just cut out the smoking. And I can tell you in the last week that we've been open, how many people have said, thank God you don't smoke. Thank God there's no smoking here and blah, blah, blah. And I, I really guess I didn't think about it because you think local bars, you know, smoking is just part of a local bar situation. Right. And we're not doing that here. And I just, it's cool to be on the other side and to hear people say, I'm coming back because food's great. Drinks are great. Atmosphere is cool. And we don't have to put up with the smoke. Yeah, it's been crazy because I, you know, we thought about it for a while and it, it was what we wanted to do was a no smoking environment. And some other places in the meantime had started to do that before we got the opportunity to open. And it's been nice. And we, I, I honestly thought we were going to get a lot more negative feedback than we have. But every everyone we've talked to, minus one or two people has been, you know, like, this is great. I'm so yeah. glad this is this is where I'm coming. And, you know, I really appreciate the fact that there's no smoking. That's one of the reasons that brought me in here. Yeah, it's it's different than it was before. Um, one of our past guests, actually, uh, Cody Tamboli with Barcode Burger Bar um, and Gambit Henderson and all that, mm -hmm. he, he went no smoking with Barcode and thought he was just going to get flack and, you know, pushback. And, and when he was on our show, he said, you know, it's really not that bad. Like, people are kind of being like, all right, cool. Yeah, like, no, no, like it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, it, it's one of the things I really think Vegas is starting to change about Vegas. You know, most other uh, metropolitan cities, you you have to go outside to smoke, and so people are used to it. And here in Vegas, it hasn't been that way at all. Uh, and I think finally, it's it's starting to change a bit to where people are really seeking that out. Absolutely. Before we kind of opened sticks when you bought the building or you bought the 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 bar and restaurant. What was your vision and is what you're seeing now in the first week the vision that you had planned when you guys took over? Well, we're for sure getting there. I didn't foresee all the kinks. Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, it has been it has been nice. Um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we knew the arena was across the street. We really wanted to do something family friendly and we didn't see a lot of that on Water Street yet. There's a Hardaway 8 down the street, and they're family-friendly, and uh, that place is, you know, I, I love that place, love what Brian and Lyle, Brian and Lyle are doing down there. And uh, we wanted to come in here, and we wanted to just, you know, m make a place where we'd like to hang out, where right. we'd come in, we'd Which like to smart. see the game going on, and eat really good food, because, you know, there there's some taverns out there, again, like Hardaway 8, that are doing really solid stuff, but uh, there's also a lot that are just, you know, relying on the machines to 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 bring people in and we you know from the get-go our our uh our desire was to run a profitable restaurant and have the gaming on top and you know if people came in and gamed uh really awesome you know and we're gonna support that and encourage that but we also wanted a place where people would just you know come for the environment and for the food and i think we've done a pretty pretty good job of that so far there's you know we've had some hiccups where you know some growing pains because sure. we we've been open a week and we got hit way harder than we thought we were going to get hit but you know we're I'll, I'll say uh you know the 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 first day where it really popped was friday and we got slammed and then saturday we did even more but it was a way smoother service and i think we had a lot of that worked out there's still a lot of work to be done but 
um, I, you know, I just hope that the people coming in, the guests coming in to, uh, to check us out, you know, it was, it wasn't, uh, it was more enjoyable than the previous night. And I guess that's really all you can help for going forward is that the, the next day is better than the last. Absolutely. And, you know, like you said, like, yes, we, we got hit hard and, you know, you and I have talked about, it's better to get hit hard and learn quick than, you know, kind of wondering why, why aren't people coming in? For why, sure. Why aren't people coming in? And all of a sudden when you do get hit, it's like, shit, we don't know how to handle this. Like, you know, we're running out of food. We're running out of ice. We're running out of everything. And it's like, cool. Right. Like, like we'll, we'll figure all this out. We'll fix it. Yeah. And, but to get that hit first, I think it was a good thing. Yeah, because now, you know, right away when you run into these issues, you figure out workarounds and solutions. Whereas, you know, if you're, you know, we had been softer for, uh, you know, a good three, four weeks, then it's not a good look figuring that shit out down the line when you're supposed to be having it all figured out and providing a smooth experience for, you know, people coming in to check you out. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are more understanding in the first few days where, where when that kind of thing happens and yeah i'm super glad that we that we did encounter that right away because it you know there it has been it did get a little rough at times but i you you know we've adapted obviously yesterday today way better than than friday which you know wasn't bad but we just we learned a lot we learned a lot in the past 72 hours yeah (laughs) and i and i think that's how you succeed like you if if you just get through it and you're like, fuck it. I'm glad that day is over. Right. And, and you don't really take what you can and learn from that and the lessons from it. Then you come back to work the next day and you do it all over again, but you don't really oh, use yeah. those lessons. I mean, it, you're kind of spinning your wheels. Right. But if you come back in the work next day, you're like, okay, bring that same amount of people back in here. We're going to handle them and we're going to get them all served and we're going to get the drinks out and people are still going to you know, love what we're doing. I think that you have to, it's, a, it's like losing. Like if you don't learn a lesson from losing, right, you're not going to get any better, right. So, you know, the more we get hit, it's like, okay, I got this. Like you can't make me. Like when I was working other clubs and stuff like that. I mean, I'm talking like thousands of people, and it's like I'm sitting there and I'm like, is this ever going to end? Like this, we're so busy. I'm out of everything. Yeah. I'm out of everything. I'm like, well, I'm out of ice. I'm out of juices. My barback's gone. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, but. I got to a point where I was like, you can't make me busy enough. Like you can't make me busy enough because get out of my way. Like these people are getting served and I'm going to go like, there's that switch that kind of flips. Oh yeah. That's when you just, you stick your head down and you just go, go. And you realize that that night's going to end at some point. Yeah. That day's going to end at some point. And you're going to look back and you're going to be like, I made it. I fucking made it. Hopefully you made a lot of money, but the business made money and you made it. And you can have a beer and go home and sleep and do whatever you want, get something to eat. But then you come back the next day and you're like, fuck, if I could do that, I can do this. Yeah. And then, and that's when you get that opportunity to see where like, okay, what could I have done different that would have sped things up? Or what could I have done different that would have made the guest experience better? You know, and th- uh, again, that's, that's those, those opportunities that you get to reflect back on and learn and make adjust, make the necessary adjustments so that the next day is smoother and the day after that is smoother and so forth. Before we get talking about the future, I do want to say how many hours that we all have worked here at Sticks. Too we, many. <laughs> we need Erica Krupp and RX Plus Massage. And I'm telling you, I'm going to hook these dudes up with Erica, her team, 
They're amazing because we all need our shit fixed for sure. Erica, we are coming to you. Um, Bar Stars Happy Hour listeners, you get $10 off. If you mention us there, I think she even has a code you can scan and automatically get the discount. I'm telling you, she is no joke, and she will definitely fix your shit. Oh, yeah. Do it today. Oh, yeah. It's worth it. So let's fast forward a year from now. What does sticks look like? What would you want to look back and say, this has been a successful year? You know, like, what are the goals? What are the visions? Do you have other properties in mind? Did you want to do other bar and restaurant ventures? Or is this kind of it? Or are you you putting everything into this? And I mean, what what does the future look like? Oh, that's a good question. Um, we, you know, year down the line, I there's a lot of this... Uh, the space in particular that that I'd like to change, you know, um, <clears throat> a lot of a lot of decor stuff, a lot of flooring, the bar itself, layout. Um, there's a lot of issues caused by just the layout itself, where it needs tweaking. You know, sure. another another bar exit, the whole uh, dish room needs to be reconfigured because it's it's kind of a mess. Um, storage behind the bar. Storage exactly. <laughs> storage behind the bar. Storage in the kitchen. You know, we operated for a few days with a pizza oven in the middle of the kitchen. Oh, my God. So that was that was pretty wild. We couldn't find anyone to remove that thing. And the only person finally we found in town happened to be the same exact guy that put it in. Right. <laughs> let, so, me, let me just tell the listeners out there, this pizza oven apparently was put in this kitchen by 10 people in a lift. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, and, that's what I was told. And this thing had to weigh, I'm guessing, thousands of pounds. Oh, three. 3,000 pounds. So at this point, you have, well, two weeks ago, as of this recording, you had myself, Jordan, Chef Trevor, and Jordan's mom figuring, trying to figure out how the hell to get this thing out of the building. And it's not an easy task. And we've had people come in, try and move it, try and press it onto something, try and roll it out the doors, and it just wasn't, was not budging and this thing took up half the kitchen yeah we had six guys in there and it was like they started to try and move it and we had to shut it down because it was just like no this is going to cause an accident someone's going to get hurt we cannot do this right that's it was it was nuts but when it got out of there it looked like we had two kitchens right it just freed everything <laughs> up it was amazing no so so yeah there was there was that you know getting that out but down the line yeah i mean I, I really love the space we're in. I think, you know, we were working on another project in a different part of the street. And looking back, I really think we're fortunate that that uh, we that that didn't work out, you know, which obviously, you know, it was it was because of the pandemic, which was that was rough itself. And it was sure. rough on a lot of spots in town. But it gave us this opportunity to the, for this spot, which is, you know, directly across from the arena and and to really to really do what we wanted to do with that family friendly vibe and the no smoking atmosphere and have, you know, all, all these families coming in, which has been great. And so down the line, I really see this as, you know, continuing on as this awesome sports bar with really good food, but we do have other concepts in mind. We do have other property in downtown Vegas and some on the East side that we want to develop. Nice. And we have a, uh, you know, some pretty fleshed out concepts that we want to launch. Um, hopefully in the, you know, not, not, not obviously not this year with, focusing on this but maybe later in <laughs> getting next back year, on our feet yeah you know, yeah maybe later next year or early 2022 we could do something so there's there's definitely stuff on the horizon nice it's awesome and for those people that don't know about this water street district in henderson nevada 
it's really cool. It's kind of like the arts district in downtown Las Vegas and and this one little street that's three, four blocks. Yeah, maybe, man, it's popping. That people are just, they're putting money back into it. And this lifeguard arena across the street is no joke. I didn't even know it was here. And I drove down the street and I'm like, holy shit, this is like a real arena. And the Henderson Silver Knights practice there. They have like leagues from kids all the way up to adults. Yeah. You know, rec leagues and all that stuff. And there are people nonstop going in and out of that building. And yeah. I think it's going to do nothing but great things for us and our business, for sure. It, it's definitely awesome. Um, we actually sponsor one of the teams that skates across the street, the Drunken Knights. That's really hilarious. awesome guys. That really is awesome hilarious. Guys. <laughs> By the way, this logo for the Drunken Knights is hilarious. I can't wait for everybody to see it. It's great. <laughs> now they, um, so we we sponsored them, and they've been really cool. They actually helped us. Uh, test out the menu you know we we got the opportunity to test out some of the menu items on them and the reaction was super positive um but water street itself yeah it it reminds me of like east fremont street you know about eight nine years ago yeah. where you could feel the energy really starting to build the momentum build um right you know and obviously downtown vegas that you know it's it's popping now and i really think uh downtown henderson is is right behind it yeah, it's re it's really cool. I literally live like seven minutes away from here, and I had never been on this street yeah. until I came and talked to you guys. Yeah, and, and it's no, it's been great, and and you know the community here has been ultra supportive. They love seeing new stuff coming in, and uh, you know I had the opportunity since I'm in the front meeting a lot of them, and the reactions have been great. The support is there. It's been just a very very positive experience. You know, for only being a weekend, it's like. Holy cow! Every, you know these. Everyone down here just is really, uh, really supportive of all the new businesses coming in. Yeah, and for those of you out there that have, that have ever wanted to start a bar or you've been a part of a starting team member for a bar and restaurant, no matter if it's big or small, you realize how much hard work goes into that behind the scenes. And when you actually open the doors, it's scary as hell. Oh yeah, you're like, who the hell is going to come in? How many people are going to come in? Do we have enough stuff? Like, like. It's it's freaky, but the work that goes in behind the scenes to actually open a place, and I think we kind of pushed this open before it was ready. Super quick. A little bit, <laughs> a little bit, but we did it, and there was a lot of work. I mean, you're fuck, you're you're here sleeping in chairs sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you're you're literally here almost 24 hours yeah, a day. Yeah, you're actually you don't in even part of my bed you. right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally here almost 24 hours a day probably for the last three, four weeks. And that's the part that people don't see when they walk in and you get these people that we've talked to Brad Kaplan, a good friend of the show and with the three stars podcast. And that does all the Yelp review and all that stuff. They, they rate the shitty Yelp reviews. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. They're great. But there's an actual like science behind the Yelp reviews. And you're always going to have those people that no matter how good the service is, no matter how good the food and drinks are, they're not going to like something because they get a chance to put their name on the internet and it stays there and they're going to be pissed off. So they're going to give you that one, re one star review. And then you, you know, we're going to have our friends give us the five star reviews and, and, and it's kind of disrespectful, disrespectful of 
those people to all the people in the industry to just throw those one-star reviews out there because it's like you don't see the hard work. You don't see everything that goes into this for you just to come in and shit on it. Yeah, that's for sure. But that's part of the challenge, you know, sure. is hiding all that from them. And, you know, there are those people that are going to give you the one-star reviews no matter how well you do. But the challenge is how do you win them over? You know, how do you turn that one-star review into a five-star review? Yeah, it's like an athlete you don't like that wins the championship or, or wins <laughs> the major in golf or whatever. And it's like, cool, you might not like them, but you have to respect the years and years and years of effort and blood, sweat, and tears and knowledge that goes in to them finally achieving what they want to achieve. For sure. You know, and there's a reason where, you know, bars and restaurants, like you said, get the James Beard Award or whatever. Like, cool, those awards are great, and you you get very well known for them, but a lot of people don't know what goes into that. It's a lot of work. That's it's not like sure. you just open it and that shit happens. I wish. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just, that don't happen like that. <laughs> no, that would be amazing if that's that's what it was. But, yeah, I mean – you know, you, you've, you've been here a lot, obviously. And, you know, honestly, the, the work you've put in and the, you know, what you've done with the bar has been amazing and incredible. And I'm so fortunate that, you know, you, we crossed paths because it's been sure. really awesome. Um, yeah, I think I was looking for what you wanted. And I think we were both kind of looking for the same thing at the same point in time. And I, I was, you know, it, timing is everything. Timing yeah, is a lot. For sure. For sure. It was a perfect fit. And, uh, you know, just, it's been a lot of work, that's for sure. Not going to de deny that. I mean, I spent uh, over the past couple of days, I did a 37 hour shift with 10 minutes of sleep in that whole time. And, you know, <laughs> Chef Trevor, uh, he did, you know, did the same. And I, it, it was just, it was, it was way rougher than I thought it was going to yeah. be. But, you know, when we come in in the morning, we, or not in the morning, sorry, when we open up and we see these, the, the guests coming in, you know, and we see the smiling faces and right. the satisfaction, that's all, that's all you need to give you a little more energy right. to get you through the day. Absolutely. And a bunch of energy drinks. Uh, lots. Yeah. <laughs> this guy was saying he was driving home the other day and there was like four lanes and he's just blurry <laughs> driving home. I'm like, dude, you need some sleep. Yeah. <laughs> you need some sleep. All right, man. Well, we play a game on this show called Fill the Seats. Um, basically, what it is is, you have three open seats at your bar. Who would you fill them with? Uh, anybody in history, dead or alive, whoever it is. Um, but I'm going to kind of switch it up on you. So we're going to do a fill the seats, and we got a, we got a three top in the restaurant. Who are the three people that you would love to have sit at that table and make food for them? Oh man, that's a good one. That's I mean, you can one. do Dead or Alive. You can do years and years and years ago, or you know, just kind of idols or whoever it is, people you look up to. Um, it's a cool question because everybody we talk to says, "Damn, I don't know," but then they think of three people and they're like, "Okay, these are the three. And then they're like, "No, wait, I want this person. I want this person. I want this person." And it is hard to narrow it down, but you can learn a lot from somebody like no. this. So. Yeah, three people to serve, man. That's a, Who that's would you like good. to see walk in, walk in Sticks Tavern and you'd be like, damn? It'd be my grandparents. Oh, well, there you go. For sure, for sure. Uh, you know, they've they've all, within the past few years, uh, like, so my grandpa on my dad's side never really knew the guy. Uh, I think he split out on the family when my dad was like five or six. But my uh, my other grandparents have all, you know, just, you know, passed away over the past about four sure. or five years. So 
to have the opportunity to serve them so they see what you know what's going on and that would that would be the biggest thing to me yeah for sure i mean we we always tell people like no family but everybody's like but i want <laughs> but i want family and i'm like i get it we 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 all want like i wish i could have my dad come yeah. sit at my bar you know um but then there's some people that just are like can i break the rules i'm like yeah sure Okay, rules are out the window. You can say whatever you want. So <laughs> I, I, I got to go with grandparents. That that would be number one for me. That would be huge. Nice. So that's two. Well, uh, no, three, three, three. Okay, okay. Yeah, all all of all three of in them. the past about five years. So well, listen, bro. I'm I'm so happy to be here, and I'm so happy to be a part of this team. I'm glad you're part of it, man. It's been really, really Thank a you. pleasure working with you. Thank you. I it was um you know 2020 taught me to really seek out what I want to do. And my situation as it was, wasn't any longer what I want to be a part of this situation is, and I couldn't be more thankful. And I, you know, yes, it's stressful and yes, there's a lot of hours (laughs) and yes, you know, all that stuff. But this is something that I think we're both going to look back and be very, very proud of. Uh, For sure. For sure. A hundred percent. And I'm proud to be here with you. And I would love to do some more things in the future with you, you know, just be a part of the overall future and the vision. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, you know, we, we, like I said, we, we've got other concepts in mind and, you know, uh, you know, I, I was already talking to, to Trevor and Robin a little bit about just, you know, Tom's doing a really, really awesome job, uh, obviously knows his shit and, you know, let's, you know, it would be fun to do stuff in the future on the other concepts, having you, uh, uh, manage that bar program as well. For sure, man. I think I, I'm in. Like I, I, a big thing with me is loyalty, man. Like I was in my last company for a very long time, and I passed up a lot of jobs and a lot of offers for the sake of loyalty. And uh, you know whether all that was a mistake or not. I think timing is important. And what happened recently with all of this, myself and you, timing was just perfect, and it was the right time to make a move. And like, don't just sit there and relax. Like, you need to make a move. And if you're going to do something, do it right. Thank you for bringing me on, a part of this. 100%. Hey, man, I think we got the better end of the deal on our side. <laughs> thank you. I, I I think so, too. <laughs> well, listen, man, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been really, really great. I don't think this will be your last time on the show. However, you have actually mentioned, you and Robin have both mentioned about us doing the podcast out of the bar. And I've mentioned that to some people, and they say that's just the coolest thing in the world. Oh, dude, it would be so rad. So, um, Bar Stars Happy Hour Podcast might have a new home, and we're going to have to get Jackie in here and slide some people in here. And there's just a lot of really, really cool things on the way. And uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if this is your first time listening, thank you very much. This is episode 33. We have 32 other rock star interviews with some incredible people from all over the world check us out at barstarspodcast.com you can listen to all of those there if you really like what we're doing there's a little button called buy us a cocktail you can buy us a cocktail and those of you that have already done that you know who you are thank you so much for supporting the show um you can check out at barstarspodcast on instagram and i highly suggest you follow at Sticks Tavern NV. Is that right? That uh, That is right. And shit, don't just follow it. Come on down. There you go. Come on down. Come say hi to Tom. Yeah. Say hi to all of us, actually. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And until next time, everybody. Cheers.
Montucky time.